determined last episode that all these puns don't make sense in gnomish they only make sense when they're translated into common or something like that no it's the other way around oh okay so it's adri translates them uh takes a d10 of pun damage each time and uh you know has begun to regret her decision to learn gnomish Adri is beginning to regret that she studied Gnomish. It's and, like the size uh, of a barn door. How can I miss? Okay, I will do it again. Arlington uh, is a barn door. Maybe this is the start of a glorious new tradition. <laughs> start the fight, kill no one, and then let Adri finish everybody off. Okay. It's okay. We all make mistakes. Chapter 210 The Gardatron. 9.99. Okay. So, in the last episode, you all had managed to finish off the abominable yetis that had uh, gone and um, jumped the whole lot of you. And that was quite a fight, wasn't it? It was certainly interesting. Well, it was interesting if you weren't Jade, right, Jade? Yeah. Yeah, um, you end up getting crowd controlled for the entire thing. Not exactly the world's most exciting fight for you. So hopefully that'll never happen again. But uh, And no one went down. Yeah. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah. This has happened once. Like at third level. <laughs> Inconceivable. Maybe this is the start of a glorious new tradition. <laughs> start the fight, kill no one, and then let Adri finish everybody off. Unlike the other way around. Sounds good to me. Um, anyway, um, we shall see what happens going forward, but it is emblematic of the rare air that you guys now find yourselves in. Um, the uh, foes are getting bigger and meaner and nastier, and uh, they uh, are going to be even greater challenges going forward. So we'll just have to see what happens if anybody gets to go down further. But anyways, you finished off the uh, nasty Yeti that were outside, and um, Kraval, you actually went and skinned them, so you uh, brought their hides with you. That might fetch a pretty penny somewhere. And then... We also kept their horns, which yes. will keep our beverages cold. Oh, yes, okay. indeed. Yes, the, the preternatural chill of the uh, Yetis pervade their horns, and yeah, we'll keep your beverages Isn't cold. Is there actually a brand of... Of thermoses yeah, that Yeti. are called mm -hmm. Yeti. Mm -hmm. well, now we know why. Yeah. The big ones are abominable Yeti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, anyways, you had uh, journeyed into the entrance to the gnome home and had found several of the various shops or something that uh, lined the very beginning. It's, it's almost as if the very beginning part of this is just some sort of underground gnomish strip mall. Uh, you would uh, come across a clothier and an underground archery shooting range. Uh, the guard quarters at the front, um, kind of a housewares store, and then some sort of an eatery. All of which were in terrible shape, having been abandoned a thousand years ago. 
And you had ventured in, and that's where you are now. You had just finished checking out the uh, clothier, um, and uh, we're looking further down the tunnel. And the, and the tunnel just keeps going straight, arrow straight into the side of the mountain here. It goes another 10 feet and opens up on a 30-foot opening to the right. And then another 10 feet past that, it opens up on a 10-foot opening to the left. And then you can see it going another 30 feet there. And uh, then it appears to just disappear into the gloom. How far ahead did we, or I, scout before... You had gotten up to um, the first couple of shops there before you turned around. Um, you had actually, I believe, poked your nose into the clothier. There. Actually, no, you poked your nose into the eatery and then decided you were probably getting a little too far removed from the group and turned around and came back. I thought, so maybe this is just me not remembering it right from the last session, but did we not go inside and like camp out in one of the shops? I yes. thought we all went in at that point. Yes, okay. after the, the massive Yeti fight, you guys went in right, right. and okay. uh, actually occupied the guards' quarters. And uh, camped out there. And was that a long rest? Yes. So everybody okay. should have uh, all of their key points and spell slots back. And um, if anybody uh, was down, they could have rolled hit dice there. So there you are. Um, what do you want to do? We're still looking for the cave with the smoke, or at least a cave. Mm -hmm. Well, you've definitely found an underground... Uh, passage here um and if you remember last time you guys were debating maybe the cave is further deep into this passage and perhaps there's like a collapsed roof section that's why you're seeing daylight um or perhaps this leads to the cave in some fashion uh that was the uh, the thought last time let's go down the passage yeah and we can do what we were doing with uh pass without a trace and uh i'll be 30-ish feet ahead okay and probably invisible would be a good yeah. idea well, you, you only need to go about 20 more feet before you get to the 30-foot uh, opening on the right. And okay. you get up to that, and um, it is about a 30 by 40-foot uh, space. And carved over the entrance to this one is the name The Gnome Depot. Thank you, Bryce, for giving me that idea. Um, and you can, it was Melanie. As you can look into the, the room, you see that in the very back are two big casks. Um, and there's a few tankards still hanging from a rack, indicating that this was maybe once an ale house. Um, two of the customers' tables are still standing, but the rest are just in heaps on the floor. So gnomish bar, kind of, or apparently, yeah. Um, so Anything can... seem out of place? Um, do you want to do investigation there? Sure. Okay, so you go in and poke around. I will. Nat twenty, so twenty-one. Okay, so um, your poking around uh, reveals that the um, casks in the back are actually made with dwarven maker marks on them. So, um, is anybody but Kraval speak dwarf? Oh, I can speak dwarf, I just can't read it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, Kraval um, is able to uh, recognize that these are dwarven runes. And yeah, apparently, this was once a dwarven alehouse here in the middle of the gnome home. Um, but. Cotter, you're poking about, and as you are looking around, you shift one of the little wrecks of tables that are left there, and you notice the spine of a book sitting there. Look at it, try not to break the thousand-year-old book. 
Um, so you're able to just very gently pull it out. And yeah, it is fragile. It looks like it's about ready to fall apart, but you feel if you can handle it safely, it should stay together. But the uh, top has an inscription in gnome. Does anyone know how to... Uh, Adri does. Adri does, yes. I, I speak and also can read gnomish. Yes. And so, Adri, you, you take a look at the, the title, and the title is The Proper Washing of Sprockets. Hmm. So apparently a treatise on sprocket washing. And Useful, maybe? If we have sprockets. Yeah, let's take the book because our gnomish friends... That's, might use that things. is true maybe they have lost the ancient gnomish scale of sprocket washing and they would like to reconnect to their culture yes. of I'll, sprocket I'll, washing in fact they can get a wash in new knowledge <laughs> also arlen <laughs> can cast mending and that should make it hold together a lot better right yeah that'd probably be the case. i can cast mending and make it hold it together a lot better so it doesn't look any better but after a quick mending from arlen um it uh, does appear to at least be more physically sound. And Arlen, you feel like you can cast level two spells now. Very nice. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, so your, your magical powers are returning bit by bit. Anyways, that's about all you find in here, though. Uh, there's a couple of tankards there of dwarven design hanging from a rack where apparently at one point maybe the bar stood. Uh, but uh, that's about it. So if you, unless you want a, a, a ancient dwarven tankard, that's all that's here. I'm taking one. Okay, you may add one I'm ancient dwarven tankard. And a mug collection going. Yes. <laughs> the mug is for the tooth collection. Poor Mullen. He's running out of space in his yeah. pockets. Mm -hmm. I have a bag of holding. Holding mugs in. And um, no one? You notice that it's it's got kind of a dwarven you know mining motif in um, done in relief on the thing, but at the bottom, on on the bottom, as if it's like somebody's maker's mark, you can see mm -hmm. the name Franken. No, no. Oh, I, then this isn't a tankard. It's it must be a stein of some sort. You know, now that you look at it, yeah, it looks more like a stein than a tankard. Mm -hmm. I. Uh, Adri is beginning to regret that she studied gnomish. <laughs> it, this this may uh, have been a poor choice on her part, yes. Um, do you want to take a look at any other of the steins hanging there? Sure. Okay. There, there's actually two unbroken ones that are left, and, and one just says Ein, and the other one says Gertrude. I'll just keep the Frankenstein. Okay, that's good. You know, if it were a mimic, it would be Frankenstein's monster, now wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is it a minute? And if it was written by Mozart, it would be Einstein and Nacht music. Yes. Does any of the bright people want to take the Einstein? Um, is it a minute? That's why we don't have any bright people in the script. Sorry. I don't know what I was thinking there. Yeah. We, we got to have the... We're, not the, we're not a smart person. If we had no, gnomish no. geniuses, it would be little Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone want to take Gertrude or Ein with them? No? Okay. So uh, you'll just leave those hanging there. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll just grab them, stick them in the in the bag of holding. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm someone may may want city. a uh, ancient uh, dwarven yeah. stein. Yeah. We'll exactly. We'll it's, it's a antique. Yes. Yeah. We'll change the uh, fashion in Porta Magnum for ancient gnomish drinking equipment. Yes. With punny names. 
Well, you know, your, your sister already seems to have uh, included the uh, monks sort of uh, patterning on their robes into the, the fashion of the time. So, hey, why not? You know, Cotter could maybe bring in the, the Stein drinking as, as a, a new fashion. Okay, do you want to check out the uh, passage across the way then? Yeah, just keep yes. that. And um, as, actually, since you're this far forward, Adri, you can also see that um, 20 feet past where these two things are on the side, um, there basically it looks like there's either a 10-foot room or a 10-foot passage that takes off to the, both the right and left ahead. Um, but for the passage immediately in front of you that goes off to the, the left, um, it actually is a passage. It's uh, 10 foot wide and 20 feet long and then opens up into a room. And as you approach, um, the title over the hallway here is a glass halfling full. The ling is in parentheses. So a glass halfling full. And as you look into the room, it's about 30 by 40 feet, but going in the opposite orientation as, as the uh, Gnome Depot did. And you see on one end is a serving bar, and the rest of the room is taken up by small tables with two or four mostly broken seats uh, around them. None of that is very auspicious. Um, it is the wall panels here that uh, are, or at least were at one time, breathtaking. So as, as you peek into the room, um, it must have been like walking into the Great Vale of Kalesque here under the mountain. The walls seem to be made of panels that show a 360-degree scene of the wine region, uh, when it was fully working at least. It would have made, an appearance, it made it appear as if you were sitting atop a knoll surrounded by the vines. The images even sort of shimmer and move as if a light breeze was shaking the vines. However, fully half of the panels are either broken or dimmed to the point where they can almost not be made out, or kind of blink on and off, on and off at random intervals, which uh, totally spoils the effect. And at one end, you can see kind of a tasting bar, and uh, there are a few last remaining unbroken wine glasses on the bar. And we determined last episode that all these puns don't make sense in Gnomish. They only make sense when they're translated into common or something like that? No, it's the other way around. Oh, okay. So it's... A Adri translates them, uh, takes a D10 of pun damage each time, and uh, you know has begun to regret her decision to learn Gnomish. So we're just sitting around, like, not understanding all the jokes, or? Oh, no, you understand the jokes. She explains oh. them to you. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, just like all the jokes, actually, Cotter. Oh, <laughs> makes sense. Ouch! 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 You're kind of used to Cotter, you know, kind of going, you know, at home chuckling and saying, hey, that was a pretty good joke you had, uh, Noan, and Noan saying, it's like, I, I said that joke yesterday, why are you laughing now? And it's like, oh, Adri explained it to me. Okay, um, so Adri, do you want to bring the rest of the group in to take a look around, or what do you want to do? Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully you all could investigate better than I could. And you guys all are kind of impressed at just at the um, theory, or the, you know, the uh, uh, audacity of this place, where, yeah, it would have act actually, at its height, made it appear as if you were walking into a hill overlooking Kalesque. So, uh, someone give if you want to investigate, give me someone and give me investigation. You know, I, I want to investigate specifically and see if this this landscape has any hint of where a cave might be, if it's in fact showing what it might have been. 
Okay. I got an 18 investigation, surprisingly. Oh. And I got a rock. <laughs> okay. I got an 11. And um, so you don't find anything of value here. It apparently was pretty well looted. There are a couple of, you know, a kind of a rack with a couple of wine bottles left in there, but the corks a thousand years later have all disintegrated and there's just a little detritus of what wine might have been left in, in the uh, bottle all that time ago. Um, the panels, no one, are fascinating, but um, they don't, yeah, they, this is kind of a prototypical Colesco AC and it, it may have been based on a real image um, at one point or it may just have been sort of like, you know, a tourist bureau version of what Colesco looks like, but uh, nothing that helps you out with your, your quest. Do the bottles have any sort of labeling? They may have at one point in time, but a thousand years later, the labels have all peeled off and been chewed on by vermin. And, and you can you can kind of see where the glue held them on, but the actual paper is long gone. Mm. And there's nothing fancy about the wine glasses? They seem to be just pretty much standard wine glasses. I mean, you, you can take them as, as uh, you know, antique wine glasses, but... Uh, and certainly, they, they, you know, they do look out of fashion to the normal day, but uh, there's nothing too terrible there. They don't have strange names that don't make any sense no no it's nothing oh, there no okay no, no. do you want adri to read them and s just to make sure they have names no there's no names oh then but, we'll... but you can look at them if you want to i mean she she was very good at investigation do you want to look at them adri yes they are normal wine glasses huh just a thousand years old interesting anything engraved on the bottoms nope nope just uh just a little bit of mineral incrustation from you know repeated washing so there's a tiny crab? No. Tiny crustacean? Never mind. <laughs> All right. Then I guess we're exploring more. Okay. So we're going to continue deeper. Yeah. I, I, by the way, have no mental image of this place so far, <laughs> unfortunately. Could you, like, draw a map? Sure. That might be useful. Maps are useful. Okay. And there's a quick one. You can show that to the camera. That's kind of the, the plan for it right now. Okay. And we were in the small hallway room here? Mm -hmm. On the left there, yeah. Okay. And so you can see right in front of the small hallway room, there's just a little bump out where um, it's like a 10 by 10 room on either side of the hallway as you approach. And then it goes uh, deeper into the... Um, Gloom there, straightforward. There's a passage leading off to the left at the extreme limit of your vision. And interestingly enough, right at the very end there, you can see there's kind of like a little circle at the very top. You can see something hovering in the air at the extreme end of your vision. It's kind of um, ivory or off-white in color and just kind of hovering in the gloom, just sort of floating in midair. But more importantly, uh, directly in front of you, 20 feet in front of you, uh, there's those two alcoves, and you can see carved across the floor, almost worn to Ill illegibility, is the inscription, Security Perimeter, No Unauthorized Entry. And just past it, on either side, those two alcoves are actually two imposing metal warriors standing at attention. And you can see there's something inscribed on their chests. Yeah, I, I would like to I, uh, turn invisible mm -hmm. and sort of snake my way towards the creepy hovering thing and also the armored cr creatures. 
okay. um, and see if I can kind of get a better look. And I have to say, I still find it unnerving that I'm talking to Adri and I like look and then she like <laughs> just disappears. And I'll put my, my cloak hood up too, just to make it a little extra difficult to be detected. Yeah, definitely a good idea. And yeah, no, and it is kind of, um, well, it's amusing to everybody else, but it's annoying to you because they'll, they'll all see you talking to Adri and you'll be like, and what do you think about, oh, she did it again. And everyone kind of gets a little chuckle as, as once again, you know, Adri has slipped away from Noah without him looking. Um, so Adri, as you get up there, there are two large, like I said, metal, it looks like statues of metal warriors. They're standing at attention and you notice on their chests written across are Gardatron 999. That sounds dangerous. It does seem imposing. Uh, so are you going to try to sneak by them and uh, continue working down the hallway there? How close to those, uh, the Gardatrons, is the ominous hovering figure? The sphere hovering in the air is a good 40 feet beyond them. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, first, before I pass them, I... Wait, sorry. Are they guarding entrances themselves, or are they just kind of guarding this They're passageway? just sitting in alcoves on either side of the passageway. Okay. Um, I'm a bit wary to go past them, even as I am invisible and hard to detect, because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to trigger some sort of tripwire or something. Um, so I guess, I mean, they, they don't do anything when I'm just standing near-ish to them, right? Uh, they have not done anything. For all you know, they could just be... Um, metal statues. Can I take a closer look at them? Like, okay, maybe some sort of investigation or something. Okay, um, yeah. Why don't you roll an investigation check? Oh, 11. And you looked at my train-a-thon, so maybe you can get some insights. Yeah, I mean, but these are ancient gnomish. Yeah, but yeah, these are nine ninety-nine technology, not two thousand technology. Um, so, Adrian, yeah, I, you... I just got an eleven. As you um, approach the now, do you want to do the one on the right or the one on the left? Uh, let's do the one to the left. Okay. So as you approach and um, kind of start examining it, um, the moment you put your foot across the line of lettering there with the security perimeter, all of a sudden the fake eyes on the statue open up. And you hear a disembodied voice saying, security protocol enabled. Ah, uh, sorry. Intrusion uh, detected. Security must be secured. And you hear both it and the one on the other side just start creaking into motion. And All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teleport 60 feet down the hall back to my buddies and tell them I messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds good. And how far back down the hall was everywhere? You get, were you 30 feet behind her or what? 30 feet sounds accurate. Yeah, I believe we were 30 feet behind. Okay. It's okay. We all make mistakes. There's some of us more than others. They do like a gypsy danger, like chest laser at us. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So um, first things first, let me uh, punch this thing up here. And let us all roll some initiative here and so let's go with cotter nine okay a little flat-footed and arlen nine oh competition here and adri 17 there we go and no one 14 and creval 22 and jade 15 
Okay. So, um, Adri will be the only one that'll get a chance to, um, go in the beginning part of this as, uh, she's the only one that can actually see what's going on. Um, so let us see if they well, get a chance. I, I teleported back over or uh, shadow step back over. Let's see here. L let me, let me see if they move first. That's fair. Thank you. And they do not. Um, so yeah. Uh, you can teleport back, but uh, they will get a uh, the one that's in front of you will get an attack of opportunity. On a teleport? Yeah, but she's still moving out of the the range. I there. don't think that is it. How that works? I thought it was just movement. Um, let me let me double check. Yeah, I'll check but and I see don't if that think that. So, that. It's, it's basically like misty step, but further. Oh, I totally forgot that this was a thing with shadow step. I also get advantage on the first melee attack I make before the end of the turn whenever I shadow step. Okay. That, that's a useful thing. But yeah, it, it doesn't say anything about a, a attack of opportunity with Shadow Step, but I mean, I basically just disappear and reappear 60 feet, uh, up to 60 feet away. So I mean... I wouldn't think it would apply because the body de dematerializes versus a claw tracking Yeah, like you're, you're running out of the way versus yeah. you're, you're it, not there anymore. You can avoid provoking yeah. an opportunity attack by taking disengage action. You also don't provoke an opportunity attack when you teleport or when someone or something moves you without using your movement. Okay, well, there we go. or reaction. So, yeah, so you just bop out of there, and then the two of them start down the hallway at you guys. So um, we'll go to the top of the round here. And let's see, what is their speed? 30 feet. So they come um, barreling down the hallway at the lot of you. And you are in a 20-foot wide hallway. And then it's um, got a uh, room on the right side that goes off 40 feet. And then why don't we put the minis on there for wherever you guys will stand? Yeah. And why don't you put these on there as oh. the... Oh, man. Exciting. The onrushing giantish things. No, they would be in front of you, oh, right in the, front of you. Yeah, like they're, they're tearing moving. down the hall at you. Yes, these are large, imposing metal, looks like iron statues, and they are coming towards you. Okay. So basically, all the punchy, punchy people are in the front, and, and the like, hitty, hitty people, and then all the ranged people are in the back. Okay, and. Top of the round, Kraval, you've got two giant metal guardians that are approaching at tip-top speed. What are you going to do? I will mutter a quick prayer, and then I will cast Beacon of Hope on the party and myself. Um, that will allow any healing done to be heal at max die, and I believe they get saving throws versus, or advantage on saving throw versus death as well. Okay, good. Anything else there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a backward step behind what I think is no one right there. Um, that would put you behind, that'd put you like behind that. Adri there. Yeah. Hide behind the mug. Yeah, sound that's plan. Fine. Yeah, sound plan. You have a reach weapon. Okay. Very good. And then next up is Adri herself. What are you going to do? They're right in front of you. They are. Yeah. Okay. So. Like um, actually, right in front. Yeah, they they have a thirty foot move, so they oh, move the thirty feet. Then down that there. might have been opportunity attack. Oh, true. That would be make an opportunity attack. Sorry. Would that change your plans mind. there, Craval? Uh, um, no. 
you'd be taking two opportunity attacks if you did that. I didn't realize they were that close. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have them there because I thought they weren't. Yeah, I didn't notice that they weren't right up there, but they are right in front of you. I'll just stay where I was at then. Okay. Very good. And Adri, they're in your face. What are you going to do? So you got green and you okay. got gray um, there. All right. I, so I can't believe I haven't been using that part of Shadow Step. I guess I just read the first half of the paragraph and not the second half. So I get advantage, even though they're in front of me, on my first melee attack that I make before the end of the turn. So I'm going to swing my axe at that gross green one. Okay. 20, non-natural. Very good. And that's a magical axe, right? Correct. Okay. So yeah, it bites into the metal of its body. And that would be 11 points of damage. Okay. And then I am going to... Per, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, that was supposed to be a D8. I guess I didn't update that on my sheet. I haven't used my axe in forever, so... <laughs> can, can I re-roll re -roll that? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Let's get a proper roll here. Hey, max damage for that, too. Uh, 13 points of damage. Okay. Instead. Very good. All right. And then... I am going to, as a bonus action, shadow step, say, like, 30 feet behind the green one. Okay, you're just going to bamf on by him? Brilliant. Yes, and then I'm going to shoot it. Would I get advantage on that? Uh, yes, it's, you're shooting at the back, so the first one would Excellent. get advantage. Okay. But then it'll be aware of your presence there. 27 to hit. Yeah, that would do and it. this is magic bow. Uh, only nine points of damage, though, which is kind of a bummer. Okay. Well, still nine. That's it for me. Okay. A good first round there. And you, uh, the green one says, hostile intent detected. And then it is Jade. All righty. I'm going to back up 30 feet. Okay. Going to backpedal. Um, and then I am going to cast a lightning arrow. Okay. And I'm going to shoot green guy uh, for a 26 to hit. 26 definitely hits. Uh, 18 lightning damage. 18 points of lightning damage. And then 15 points of bow damage. Okay. Is that a magic bow you're using? If it's a plus one bow, then it is magic. You would think. It that, says yeah. one long bow. How many points of lightning again? Um, 18? 18. 18, okay. Okay, let's assume that that's a plus one magic bow then for now. It's a plus one magic bow. Wow. Cool. And then, uh, ooh, this was a bad idea to cast this because apparently um, each creature within 10 feet of the target has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so that would be... Everyone. Everybody. Um, yeah, and Actually, we've had this problem wait, before. Is it me and Arlen? Are we out of range? Um, Arlen's in range. Okay, then I'm in range too. And then you're in range, yeah. So everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw, right? We Yes, and including so the, the other dude. The other, the other construct gets a 16. Does that save? Yeah. Okay, does he take any damage anyways? He takes uh, four points of lightning damage. Okay. I rolled an 18. That saves you take... Four points of lightning damage. I used evasion, so uh, rolled a fourteen. Uh, that fails. So take four. 
Well, then I take half if I yeah, fail. So, so it's it's nine. So if you. Oh, uh, so I take half mistake. is four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. <laughs> Exhilarating. Shocking. And Arlen. Nineteen. Yeah. Take four points of lightning damage. So a lot of four points going around. Okay. Kruval. Uh, he's outside of the ten feet. No, he's no, not. he's right in front oh. of the person you hit. So Kruval. Oh yeah, him too. Twenty-two. Okay. So he, take four. And then concentration, unfortunately. No. What? Yeah. Oh, he, for him, yeah. Yeah. So concentration roll there, Kruval. And it's a saving throw, so you get the plus four. I think we covered this last time, but I just want to make certain. Does a concentration check, is that the same thing as a constitution save? No. It's a... Okay, so proficiency does it? not factor into this. Is it a constitution saving throw? Is it, uh, what? But it's not the same as a constitution saving throw. I mean, it is but a constitution. Con- constitution factors in? Yeah, it's a constitution saving throw. Okay. Right? Isn't it? I'll read it? Let's read up on it one more time. Make sure we got it right. Uh, without Without... Proficiency, uh, it's, a, it's a flat 10. With proficiency, it's a 15. It, with the plus four? You get plus four from not, the... Well, from no, the, yeah. then it's uh, it, 14 and a 19. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Then. Yeah, you, it doesn't matter what it is, but let's get it straightened out here. It is a constitution saving throw. Okay. So you got a 19 then. So no trouble holding on to the spell. Okay, and then no one, you get to go. Wait, oh, you got a, more have, to go, Jade? Yeah. Even after that? Yeah. Wow. Ah, okay. I have an extra attack. So that would just be a straight up extra attack then? Yes. But would volley apply to it? No, because, um, or, or would it? Is, is that is just volley an ability you have? Action? Does volley take a bonus action? No, I have to use my action to do it. I'll shoot the green guy again. Wait, uh, you do? Well, no, I have an extra attack. Yeah. I mean, let's see. She just looked up Ali and said you have to use your action. To uh, do you it. have to make an action to yeah. do it. So, uh, like 22. Like 22, like hits. Can you use uh, the volley to use lightning arrow? I don't want to do it again. No, no. Could you have used volley? Lightning arrow is its own action, right? Bonus action. It's a bonus action? To cast it. Okay. And, and then it, my and next then... attack would do it. So you could... Could have could have valid and then uh, and then I did and, and then everybody would would get shocked even more. No, it, it sounds it would like be, fun. It would be the first attack. Seven points of damage. Okay, to green. Yes. Okay, okay. So you're pinging them pretty good, and then no one gets to go. Shocking. Waking everyone up. Is it my turn? It yep. is your turn. All right. So I am looking. I saw that who. Green got shot in the back, and who was it? Blue who got arrowed? Uh, pretty much, green. green has been the one that's been the target of everybody. Okay, well, I'm gonna key up for uncanny defense. Okay, I have not activated tranquility, and I am going to punch this thing three times. And that's green. And I have my magic dragon gloves on. And even if I didn't, my hands count as magical weapons anyway. Exactly. So. And you're attacking green, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, that's only an 18. Uh, no, it just bounces off its iron hide. And that one's a 14. <laughs> bounces even Gee, more. This one is a 29. That one actually hits. And that is, ooh, full damage. Uh, 14 points of damage. Ouch. 
Okay. All right, and it has attacks on me have disadvantage. Very good. Okay, and then we move up to Gray gets to go. And um, it is going to uh, actually try to attack you there, Noan, since you were attacking its counterpart. Is it making a single attack? It's making two attacks. Okay, then I will, as a reaction, attack it back. Okay. So... It's the, each of these, um, it starts swinging with its fist on one, and then the, as you can see, each one is holding a very large club. And the first one is grand total of 17 to hit, which I don't believe he hits you. And then the club attack is a net one. So your patient defense pays off there, and you are safe from its attacks. Ha ha, I laugh. And then Cotter and Arlen, who's going first? Uh, I'm going first because it's my reaction. Okay, that's right. Well, no, you're not going first. You're going now. Yeah, that, that is that is before him. Yeah. So that would be first. Anyway, I attack. That is a 21 to hit. That definitely hits. All right. And you're using your sword? Yep, it is not on fire yet, Okay. unfortunately. But I'll use a second level spell slot. So one for the attack. One because it's a smite. One because I'm cool. Two for the level. All right. Oh, oh my god. Are they all ones? There are four ones and one seven. <laughs> so that looks like it. So it's just a glancing blow. So it's, um no, it, it's a decent hit. It's 10 slashing and four radiant. <laughs> so it's just a glancing blow. Oh, no, no. The, the blow is good, but like the light is not. Okay. So, um, Next up is, oh, so Cotter, are you going to go with your regular one, or Arlen, are you going to go next? You know, guys never did explain that. I'll go next. Okay, so Cotter, you can do your regular attacks. Yes. He has a higher dex. Yeah. So I light my sword on fire. Okay. It is now on fire. Next, I will hit um, blue twice, because it's what I can do. Okay. First attack. Oop. Is a 14, so that misses. No, just swings wide. Second attack is a 13 so that misses too no after your initial success you're kind of overconfident and the thing actually moves faster than you think and and it just goes wide okay arlen okie dokie which one has been hit more green has been hit uh many times more okie dokie we're going to do a level five scorching ray very interesting yes all right, cool. First attack is a nat one, which means I get to roll in the wild magic. Oh, yay. yay! I'm excited. Young Arlen. Yikes! I got sixty three. You cast fog cloud centered on yourself. Ooh. Oh dear! What does this do? Read to us about fog cloud. This is going to be hilarious. It is. I'm sure. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be great. Uh, fog cloud. You create a 20 foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range, with his, which is me. Uh, the sphere spreads around corners and its area is heavily obscured. It lasts for the duration or until a wind of moderate or greater speed, at least 10 miles an hour, disperses it. Okay, so mm -hmm. can you scribble down a 20 foot sphere centered on... Arlen. This lasts for one hour. Or until we get a high wind underground. 
Could happen. So how does Heavily Obscured work? Let us read about Heavily Obscured. There are walls in the way of some of those. Yeah, you got to remember that circles, it's a... That's that's good for what we got to do. We're just pretending there are walls everywhere. So basically, Adri, from your perspective, all of a sudden, just this billowing cloud of fog appears from about the very area of Arlen. And basically, there are just muted shapes in the fog in the hallway in front of you. For the rest of you, uh, and actually, Jade, that's the same thing that happens for you. Just all of a sudden, there's a fog bank right in front of you. For the rest of you, all of a sudden, just fog just starts emanating around you. And you end up with, uh, you know, basically, if anyone's been in a Thule fog, um, this is what it's like. I mean, basically, everything is just a muted shape somewhere in the in the distance there. It should be one of the types of, of cover. How long does the fog cloud last? Well, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't know that, but... Yeah. An hour. An hour. Or until oh, okay. a, a stiff That's, breeze blows it away. I mean, if that would help us get out of this, could actually be a good thing. Well, so far, none of you died, so, I mean, it's a good start to this. It is concentration. Would that affect it? Nope. It just exists. Okay. The the magic of the world makes it happen. Um... Is it undercover? Let's see what we can find here. Let's use the index. That's what I'm doing right now. Heavily obscured, 183. A heavily obscured area blocks vision entirely. A creature in a heavily obscured area effectively suffers from the blinded condition. Oh, great. The presence or absence of light and... Uh, this is something else. Okay. So, we do not know where anything is. So basically, you are blinded. Um, those of you that are in there, does it say anything about shooting into it? Um, no. Okay. I so mean, basically, it, it is a classification. So basically, um, basically, oh, all actually, attacks will yeah. have disadvantage then. And if it if things move and you don't know where it is, although I don't know what kind of vision these creatures have, so yeah. they might be really strong now. Hey, Arlen, do you have like gust of wind or something? No, that would be too convenient. Okay, so that was um, your second attack, I believe. There. That was my first one. Oh, the first attack. Okay, let's get uh, let's deal with the rest yeah. of the attacks then. Oh, this is going to be hilarious too. Oh, because you yeah you have disadvantage on the wall. Dang, the second one was a nat twenty, but the total ends up being a nineteen. Okay. Does a nineteen hit? Uh, 19 does not hit. Oh, man. These are giant things made of metal. That's uh, uh, 11. 11 does not hit. So, Adrian, you just see uh, beams of fire just lancing out of the fog down the hallway past you. One of them gets dangerously close. One is 16. Nope. No. Nope. And no. Okay, so... Adria, all these uh, beams of uh, fire um, just kind of go lancing out and, uh, you know, just come shooting out of the fog and pass you down the hallway. And does anyone happen to have any sort of magic that can create a wind gust? All right. Maybe. Maybe. You want to look then? Well, I don't know that I can do it. Oh, wait. No. It would be in your prepared spells. Well, I know. Hmm. Is it, is it in your prepared spells? I can 
try to do something, but I would I my character know that I need a gust of wind to clear it? Well, it's fog. It, it's kind of logically follows. But anyway, um, so next up, um, it goes green. And uh, all of a sudden, the, that metallic voice you hear right in front of you there, Craval, and it says, um, sensors blinded, deploying poison gas. Oh. And I need um, Craval and Arlen to give for me a constitution saving throw. That's an interesting choice of people. Well, he's facing right for Craval. Okay. No, it's a cone. Okay. Don't forget, you get a plus four. 17. Okay. So, unfortunately... Plus four gives me a plus ten total. So, (laughs) unfortunately, Arlen, that does not save. And how many D8s do I have? Oh, man. Can I borrow one more D8 there, Bryce? Yep. Actually, I'm going to take this one. No, no, you may not. That's a lot of D8. Okay. So. It's okay. I'm sure you're going to be fine. So, Arlen, you take 40 points of poison damage. And, Craval, you take half that amount. And we go to the top of the round. Craval, you just got poisoned lightly. Uh, There are two creatures in the the, uh, fog somewhere in front of you, but you are blinded. What are you going to do? Um, as a bonus action, I will summon the spiritual hammer at level four. Okay. And I'll put it behind the green one that's full of arrows from Jade. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. I will swing at him. It's a pretty die. That would be um, 25. Okay, you connect. You hear it thunk into it in the dark. Okay. And then that'll be a total of 16 points of... Uh, force damage, I think it is. Wow, that's a solid hit. I get an idea. I doubled the spell slot to get another d8 on it. Nice. Um, and then for my action, I will take the dodge action to okay. gain disadvantage on attacks, and now I will back up. Uh, are you sure you don't want to just take the disengage action? Well, he couldn't do the, uh, or could he? Could he still do the hammer? Oh, I could do that, can I? Thank you. Yeah, yeah actually, I would like to do that. Thank you. That's very much true. I can just do that. I will take the disengage action and back up. Okay. And your speed's 30? Yeah. So, but I don't need, yeah, uh, by about there. Nope, go back to. Yeah, I still want, okay. I still need people in range of spells. Thank you. That'll okay. be my turn. So you, you lose yourself in the fog there, Craval. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. And then, Adri, there's a big wall of fog in front of you. You think there's stuff in there, but you can't really tell. Okay, so, I mean, the now there's a spiritual hammer. Can I kind of see that? Nope, nope. It's uh, heavily obscured. So it's just, uh, once again, just a muted form in the fog. So if I were to try to shoot at either of the uh, Gardatrons... You would get disadvantage. Is just disadvantage? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, well... But if you shot at the blue Gardatron... It doesn't know you're there, so you would get advantage. That would be canceled out. Is that? Or you could shadow step like five feet ahead and get your advantage and cancel out its disadvantage. Um, would I have advantage on the blue one since you're, I didn't shoot? You are firing the blind basically into this, so this would be disadvantage no matter what. You're you're basically just firing okay. into a wall of fog, hoping you hit something. All right, thanks, Arlen. <laughs> 
Arlen <laughs> Pascas. Well, I mean, as far as I know, this was something that the Gardatrons did. So could be. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was Arlen. <laughs> All right, I'll just. Um, I will do my best to shoot. Um, I guess I didn't see anything that happened since the clouds have been up, so I don't even know how beat up either of them are, huh? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll just I'll fire two at green. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll do my best to take one of them out. I don't think a thirteen hits, does it? No. You just hear it rattling down the hallway, and actually, uh, Jade, an arrow comes flying right by you. It's Sorry. above head height. What are you doing? Does a 16 hit? No. Once again, you just fire into the fog and, and you don't hear anything. So you assume Summer. you, you okay. missed. And once again, Jade, just an arrow goes flying past you. Now, if this had been third edition, you guys would all have been shooting each other, which is even more fun. Okay. And then, Jade, arrows are flying at you. Um, there's bright flashes going on in the in the fog. All righty. I am going to cast Conjure Woodland Beings. Is that a cantrip? No, it is a fourth level spell. Oh, that was on your list there? Yes, it is. And I am going to conjure uh, eight pixies. Okay. uh, Which appear around me, uh, which they roll their own initiative for, which is 11. And that's all I have on my turn. And I will command them to uh, dispel. So they will all try to dispel the fog cloud when it is their turn. Is that an ability they have? Yes. They have one time a day they can cast Dispel Magic. Okay. At will. Sounds like fun. Okay. So when we get around to their turn, uh, we'll see what they can do. Um, Okay. Noan, you are blinded in the middle of the cloud. What are you going to do? Using my monk's sense, I will first activate a key point for patient defense. Okay. And I will do three vicious kicks at green. Okay. So you're kicking into the, the fog there? Oh, I rolled a nat 20, but I had disadvantage, so it's a 14 plus no. 11. That's a 25? 31 hit, uh, 25 hit? Yes. Okay. You do connect with something in the dark, clang. Oh, and that's only nine points. Okay. Only. And having my bearing of, because I know exactly where this is, because I'm a monk and I know where the range is, do I get a, a straight up roll now? It's nope. It's still in disadvantage. You hit something, you know something's there, yeah, but that's I mean, about you don't all know you, know. you hit like a It's like the size or... of a barn door. How can I miss? Okay, I will do it again. Arlington oh. is a barn door. Oh, that would have been a 13, and my third strike oh. is a nat one. Okay, yeah. no. So your hands fall off. Wow. Okay. No good, no one. <laughs> yes. Well, you got one in there. Okay. And next up is the pixies. All right. So they're going to uh, try to dispel the magic? I guess all eight of them are going to cast dispel magic. Okay. So give me eight dispel magic rolls. And Arlen, what level is, is fog cloud? One. Oh. Wait. Doesn't it automatically? Oh. It would, right? I think it's a level one. It's a level one okay. uh, conjuration. So they would have to roll what to... No, I think it automatically... No, any third level or lower. Oh, third level. It's automatic. Okay. So, so eight automatic to spell. Okay, so the first one casts that, and all of a sudden, boom, the um, fog cloud just winks out of existence, and you hear the Gardatron say, targets reacquired. Um, and what are the other pixies going to do? Let's see. I didn't think this far ahead. Uh huh. You got to think that. 
I think I spread pixie dust and tell us that friendship is magic. Uh, I'm just going to... I'll try it. They're going to cast polymorph on the beings. Okay. And uh, to make a, a long story short, they cast polymorph on them and nothing happens. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's all they can do. Okay, good. So um, then Gray gets to go and once again says, uh, you know, targets acquired. And it didn't like it, uh, you hitting it there, uh, Cotter, so it's going to swing back at you. Um, not too good on the first one. That's only a 15. But the 29 on the second one, I think, is going to hit. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And it gets uh, 19 points of bludgeoning damage with that hit. And then... Arlen, or Cutter, you get to go. You just got thwacked by a Gardatron 999. Okay, I will counterattack the Gardatron 999. First attack is... <laughs> nice. Uh, a 12. Okay. Second attack is... A 16. So Still uh, still, still falling short. Indeed. Okay. And then, Arlen, you get to go. Actually, um, I'm going to cast a you can level see him now. seven um, magic missile. Ooh, that sounds like fun. On which one? Because like, um, let's go with green. Okay. To start out with. Roll your damage. Going to use a sorcery point to re-roll my ones. Always a good idea. That turned them into fours. Wow. 38 points of force damage. Ouch. Okay. Yeah, that uh, that uh, carved a chunk out of them, or at least dented them in pretty good. Um, yes? Are these magical constructs? And which that was to green that you went after there? Yes. One would assume, yes. Okay, is it possible to dispel, like, part or all of a magical construct? It okay. uh, does not say that they are... Um, affected by dispel magic. Okay, so I can't just like turn off their eyes. Right. That's a shame because I would love to just turn off their eyes. Okay, and then Green gets to go, and it was not at all pleased with you doing that, Arlen. So it steps forward one step and no. goes after you twice. You want to move? Why Do I get an attack things? of opportunity? Why did I near me? He's only one step forward there, so he's still within range. Why did I not think of? moving backwards first but i don't know whatever's done is done yep um, um i don't know why i didn't think about like gets, not being there he anymore. gets disadvantage no i've used my reaction haven't i never mind um and also he's 10 feet away uh, I, and but i get I, an I attack can... of opportunity i think nope he just nope. moved forward right next to you can you move the camera back around i think because it was still on a Friends. Yeah, well, it came within it's, range. You can I mean, see it's right next to you there. Yeah. Okay, so it's If I a, thought about it, I would have moved five feet backwards, but yeah. I didn't think about it, so it didn't happen. And five feet backwards wouldn't have mattered anyway. Yeah, he can still got you. So a 16 and an 18. Do you, either of those hit? Ah, no, I don't. I use shield. Reaction. Okay, does that work for both of them? Yeah, isn't it? Yes, because yeah. it permanently makes my AC plus five for the next round. Okay, so yeah, your shield goes up and it just clangs off of that, and that looks pretty impressive. Okay, and... I can't believe I forgot about shield for all this time. Yes, that's you yeah. all over. 
Okay, and then top of the round, and then uh, Craval gets to go. So what are you going to do, Craval? Uh, the fog is gone. You can see clearly. Now the fog is gone. Um, so is anybody really badly hurt? Because it's kind of hard to follow everything that's going on. I took four points of electrical damage. He's, Thanks, Jay. He's fine. He's fine. Okay. Then Arlen got poisoned. As, yeah, Arlen's down 40. Arlen's down 40? 4 zero, right? Oh, yes, I am at 23. Okay, so then uh, the first thing I will do is use the hammer to swing on green again. So move that hammer forward. And then move that hammer down. 25. That hits. 14 points of force damage. Okay. And then I will move 10, score, 10 feet forward to be, right, to be right behind Arlen, which I believe is that rogue mm -hmm. cloak yep. figure, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I'll move up behind no, him. No, and No, behind him, not next to him. Behind him, directly behind him. Thank you. And I will cast Cure Wounds at level 3. And he will get 28 points of healing. And then I will move right back to the position I was at. And that will be my turn. Okay. Very good. And then Adri gets to go. Now you can see clearly everybody there, Adri. Okay. So can I see how beat up they are at this point? Um, you notice that, well, you know that green has taken multiple hits and looks uh, looks a little dented in. Uh, gray has only taken a couple of hits. Okay. I'm going to just still try to take green out. Okay. You'll get advantage on your um, first one. Okay. Does a 21 hit? It does. Most excellent. For... 11 points of damage. Okay. He's still standing. Still I'm standing. Assuming. All right. And another 21. That definitely hits. For 13 points of damage. Okay. And I'm actually going to... I, th I think I'm still... Uh, do I have enough movement to get behind green? I'm sure you do, yeah. Yeah. You, you oh, are yeah, a mall I mean, yeah, girl. I can move 50, so I don't, I can't remember how far away I moved. You're 35 feet behind. Yeah, you went 30 feet down okay. the hallway. So. Um, all right, and then I'm just going to punch it real hard twice. Okay, he's going to run up there and kick it in the butt. <laughs> a key point, yeah. Um, do you want to teleport for the advantage? Actually, that's your bonus. Well, my bonus action is to do ah, a flurry of okay. the blood. Yeah, so... Uh, does a 19 hit? No, you just did a glancing Armor. blow off of it. All right. And that was a nat one, so never okay. mind. And your hands fall off. Okay, <laughs> good. Okay, and then Jade, you can clearly see your opponents now. Yes, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on green. Okay. And I'm going to use Volley to shoot both of them. Okay, now what does Volley say again? Is Those it all of them in a certain area? Rolls. Uh, well, they don't hit anyway. Uh, mm. but it's every creature I want in ten feet. Okay, so just the two of them. Good. Yeah. Okay, what'd you roll? Three and a four for a sixteen and a seventeen. No, just kind of goes glancing off and flying down the hallway. Parts of arrows go flying past you there, Adri. Okay, and anything else? I don't think so. Okay, no on. So. Now that I can see, I'm feeling rather cheesed because normally I'm a little more with it. 
So key point again for patient defense and three strikes against green. Okay. The first, a net one. Oh my gosh. The second, a 20. That hits. For 13 points of damage. And the third, the 29. That definitely hits. For another 13 points of damage. Okay, and actually, uh, green's looking pretty beat up there. It's dented in. 26 points, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Okay. And then um, gray gets to go. And he um, says, deploying chemical weapons. And that poison cloud comes flying out at you there, Cotter, and Arlen again, who once again forgot <laughs> to step back. Poor Arlen. So please give Constitution same throws. Uh, 23. Okay, you save. 24. You save. Okay, can I have one more D8 again? I almost gave you the good one again. You're Oops, very bad at that. this game, Bryce. Giving me the good ones. Ooh, wouldn't have made a difference there. Okay, so 48 points divided in half, so 24 apiece. Dude. Okay. And you know, it's nice to have all the clean air over here. Yep. You're just in the be immune to poison, actually. Yeah. That's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I just happen to only be immune to disease. Which okay, Arlen, what are you going to do? You got green one attacking you directly. You're getting poisoned by gray. Okay. So, is Misty step first a second? What I'm going spell? to do is, um, Bonus action, Misty Step. Okay, where are you going? Um, we're going to go um, behind whoever's in the back there. Behind Adri? No. Yes. Oh, really? No. Over Other here. side. Oh, yeah. that way. So behind that. Jade. Yeah. Oh. Oh, there's a much further person. Yeah, oh. that's me. Uh, right next to Jade. Okay. So you bat okay. back, what? And then 30 feet there? There's no, exactly 30 feet, so th yeah. there's no real good um, way to show this battlefield at the moment because everyone's fine. on both sides. Um, that's good. Uh, and then I'm going to Firebolt. Okay, which one? Green? Because it's a spell bonus action, so therefore it has to be a cantrip. Uh, green is good, yeah. Okay. Green is good. 20 to hit. It hits. You lance it right into its chest. That is 16 points of damage, fire damage. Okay. And something interesting happens, Arlen. As that fiery bolt lands in its chest, it like causes the chest plate to glow red hot, and then it cools down, and it seems to have repaired several of the cuts that were laid into it. And that's where we're gonna stop today. Notes. Okay, yeah, so I, I know I say that we 
don't ever split the fights in the middle. And here we've gone and split the fights in the middle twice in a row. Hopefully the last time. We'll see. But you never know. I mean, obviously the big fights are big fights. Anyway. So, a couple of fun things. First off, the way we ended there. Uh, those of you playing at home uh, probably realize that these are, in fact, Iron Golems. And Iron Golems are healed by fire. <laughs> so, actually, this made it very interesting because when Arlen did Scorching Ray and rolled a 1 and got the Fog Cloud, it's uh, on my side of the table too bad because he could have healed up green almost to full with that uh, Scorching Ray attack. So, that would have been interesting, huh? But there we are. And uh, then the other fun thing to mention in this particular one was the tankards. Uh, Steins, in this case. Actually, that wasn't written into my notes. Um, just something that occurred on the spur of the moment. When I was younger, uh, we actually had a set of Steins in our kitchen with Gertrude Stein, Einstein, Frankenstein. And that just popped in my head and I pulled it out and away we went. So there we are. So, what's going to happen with the party? They are maybe getting on top of this fight, but at the same time they found out that their most powerful spells actually heal the opponents. So, that's not good. So, that's going to make this fight interesting. And what's going to happen? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.